For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up-to-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four. BetOnline has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played, from MMA to international soccer. Head to BetOnline today and remember to use our promo code BLEAV, that's capital letters BLEAV, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top Thunder Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Huntsinger at Thunder Chats. We are part of the Beweave Network, and this podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. I know I've heard that song a lot, but still got to bow my head every time it comes on. It's classic, but I am joined by a few lovely gentlemen today. Uh, first off, we've got in the Batmobile. He's suited up. He's got his hard copy stat sheet, the one, the only, Alejandro Alex Roy. What up, Alex? What up, man? What up? It's too cold to be patrolling the streets, so I got to be in the Batmobile. There you go. Got them heated seats in the Batmobile going. There you go. Nice, nice. All right, and then also we've got um, the cockroach connoisseur. I did not call you that last time, so I got to make up for lost time. Uh, Matt Tierney. Tierney, what up, brother? I'm good. I'm tired. I was telling you guys I'm good for like 2030. I got to get up early, so I'll do my best, but I don't, I don't know. I, I'm good. I'm just, you know, the whole Twitter world is is turning on Mark Dagnall and before our very eyes, so we'll get into that, I guess, but I mean, I'm shocked by, by that, to say the least. All right. Yeah, we will definitely get into that, but first, we've got to get into Pause. the man, the myth, the legend. Champagne Jerry. What is up, Gerald? What's up, y'all? I am definitely tired like Tierney is. Um and yeah, I'm I'm probably good for like 17 minutes. So um just gonna be obscure about that. 17 minutes and 30 seconds is what Jerry's Very gonna give us today. Time. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You're welcome, well, guys. <laughs> Um, before we get started, uh, I want to start off the show by reading a five-star rating from Apple uh, on our podcast. Oh, dude, that so, was sorry. I that was what I was gonna say at the beginning, but you can do it now. I that was what I was gonna say. I was talk about that, but I totally forgot. Yeah, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. All you. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> it's all good. So, um, so five-star rating. This is the first rating that you'll see when you look at our podcast. 
Uh, it is titled Fun Fan Pod. It is, as I said, a five-star rating. It is from Ty Dollar Sign. Um, is that, yeah, hyphen K-U-B-E, Kubi. So Ty Dollar Sign Kubi, love it. Says, unprofessional pod with too many ums, yes, and likes. Way too many ads and inconsistent upload schedule, but I totally love it, though. So, <laughs> Ty, if you're out there listening, we're glad that you don't think we're too professional. We have a good time out here, and I just want to point out, he, he said too many ums, too many yes, too many likes. You know what word he didn't add in there, boys? I knew you were going to say this. Well, he did not add in no absolutely. Yeah. So. No That's my fault. I haven't been calling it out, and I haven't been on consistent enough like my dad wasn't consistent in my life. So oh, There it is. Uh, get him. Yeah. <laughs> the next review is going to talk about this guy talks about his absentee <laughs> father too much. <laughs> Oh, God. Anybody want to um, be my papa? But no, um, before I address that, I just want to say, you know, we have got a few more five-star reviews. I'll, I'll read one more just because it's it's quick. It's right here. Um, Matt Moderno said, my go-to podcast for all things Thunder. Five-star. Great pod. Short, sweet. To that's, the, that's the homie on oh, the yeah. uh, on the Wiz beat. On the Wizards beat. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Okay, shout out Blee fan, baby. Gotta love that. So, yeah, if you guys leave a five-star rating on our podcast, then we will absolutely read it out. We definitely appreciate those. Uh, we'll start doing that more often if you guys are going to start leaving some for us. Uh, we've had, like I said, we've had a string, you know, since the start of the season. But um, addressing Ty Dollarstein Kubi, I just want to say on the inconsistent upload schedule. Um, so the pod has Shit's about two- to get consistent. Yeah, so the pod has two main shows a week, and we've been trying to do this since the season started. Um, But basically, we record on Tuesday night and Friday nights every week. That is the plan, so it will be out to you guys by the time you wake up Wednesday morning, by the time you wake up Saturday morning. That That is the plan, two shows a week on that front. But in addition to that, we are doing post game pod, uh, post game pods for every game. Um, you know, whether that happens right after the game at night or whether it happens early in the morning, same, same schedule, you know, if it's recorded at night, it'll be ready for you the next morning whenever you wake up. So we have two shows a week post game. And I don't know if you guys have noticed this, or I don't know if you guys have noticed this, if you've been listening to this show or if you're a new listener, uh, we have a lot of guests come through. We've got a lot of friends that we have come through different voices, different experiences, different expertise, and if we have a guest come on and they're not able to record on Tuesday or Thursday, you know, we'll, just, we'll work with them on whatever they can do. We're flexible. So you get a bonus podcast. Now, there's some games. We had three, four games a week. We have two shows, like I said, two consistent shows. Um, we have committed to doing no more than four shows a week from Saturday or from Sunday to Saturday. So um, there's there's a few instances of that coming up. So. You know, we might talk about a game the night after or vice versa. So four shows a week is the most you can expect from us. Um, but, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll be pretty consistent with that. You know, we've kind of we've got a schedule laid out. We've got seven guys on this podcast. We're trying to cycle them in a little bit more so we can get more voices, more opinions, more takes out there. And, Mostly uh, so you don't have to listen to Dylan all the time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Tyrion has been a godsend on that front. And... um. But yeah, I mean, you know, like last year, like 
if Nova had to go to the hospital, it was just like, sorry, man, you're not getting a podcast this week. So, um, I mean, everybody's stepping up in a big way this year and yeah, we're, we're consistent. So, uh, Ty Kuby, I, I hope that we meet your expectations, my friend. Amen, brother. I do want to, I do want to add, um, you mentioned the four max schedule. Um, so we're, we're going to be deciding like which games to sort of merge. Um, and we're sort of in the talks with that now. And so I do want to make it clear, like we as a podcast are going to try to be transparent about that in a couple different ways. Um, it's going to be on the Twitter. So probably what's going to happen is like beginning of the week, Sunday, whenever that we decide, but like we've established the week starts is su- Sunday. We're going to put something on Twitter. And you'll see like, this is the breakdown of when the podcast will be in your uh, podcast library. Um, Cause usually we get it up the next day when we record it. Um, but I think we'll also, I mean, I'll, I'll just probably have to make a note of this and whoever else is hosting is at the beginning of whatever week we're on, whatever yeah. that weekend is, we'll also make like, Hey, this is the days the next podcast are coming because it is still like, it's consistent in the fact that it's always Wednesday and Saturday, but there's still some fluctuation on when the other games will be just depending on the, the NBA schedule. So we're not sticking to the normal, like what a lot of podcasts do where it's like always Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday, or whatever. It's it's there's two days that's always happening, but then the other two, if there's two more will fluctuate. So we'll still be um, communicative about that. And then also, yeah, like the, the, I think I speak only for myself, but maybe you guys feel the same way. I've been very self-aware of like, I do the ums and the likes and the uhs. And so, you know, it's We're human, definitely guys. now something. Yeah, it's definitely something that I, now that people are making note of it, it's like, okay, it's time to time to try to make it a little bit more professional. But at the same time, I don't know if this guy wants us to do that because like he, he loves it. So he said, he I'm kind of at a loss it. for words. Yeah. I don't know what to do here. So, Maybe we'll just meet in the middle. I'll I'll get get semi professional yep. at this, and we're and all going on an um counter from now on, just like Dylan does. With I was I was counter. I had thought about that before. I was like, what if we just have a little ticker box in the top left corner every time we do it? Yeah. But uh, yeah, well, this was definitely one of those things that we're appreciative of his listen, and I'm sure there's other people that listen to the podcast that haven't vocalized this. Um, so I think that it, that all um is something that. Uh, we have been thinking about before this uh, five-star review, like we've been saying, Hey, we need to come up with a consistent podcast schedule. Um, But we're now officially kind of like getting things into gear. And so I'm glad we're kind of setting the, setting the groundwork for that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I I just want to say we, we appreciate the the constructive criticism. Um, Yeah. Thank you very much for that constructive criticism. And uh, keep it coming, keep it coming. Like we're we we're not professional at this at all. This this is not, you know, none of us ever went to school for this um, or anything like that. So this is the you know this is a labor of love. This is something that we do, you know, because we love the Thunder, we love basketball, and as we've built up an audience, we love our audience. Um, and so we will continue to do this, and I will continue to to say uhs and ums, and and, and you'll get my content content with that stuff inside of it because that's. That's how I do it. That's how I approach it. So, yeah, and, uh, absolutely. That was that was just the nicest way. That review is the nicest way possible. Just saying, hey guys, you suck. 
and we're all. Like, but I love you anyway. Just <laughs> yeah, he has a good time. Like, Tyranny's going through speech therapy. Alex <laughs> is like, fuck it, I don't even care right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I realized the other thing I do, uh, again, I'm very self-aware. I, I don't usually listen to myself on podcasts, but when I do, I've realized that I have a really bad habit of when it's my turn to, to talk, I'll literally just say the same thing the other guy said before me, just like in a different mm -hmm. sequence of words. So I'm trying to, I'm, I'm now focused on like, what do I have to add to the conversation? Not to regurgitate. So hey, that again, helps that's more us, of a yeah. self-awareness thing. That helps us to turn a 15-minute podcast into a 45-minute one. So yeah, there we go. But at the same time, do you really Strategies, want a 45-minute podcast where it's Strategy. just the same thing over and over? <laughs> well, hey, and I don't, I don't want actually <laughs> just uh, fucking run. I'd rather just a 15-minute podcast. You just get to the point no. and you're done. 45-minute loop of Dylan saying absolutely and see how many listens it gets. <laughs> Let's just see I what am. happens. It's I'm honestly not that much worse. <laughs> Listen, I, I need a super cut of absolutely. It's got to happen at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like, like everybody said, we appreciate your criticism. We appreciate the rating. You know, anybody else, want, anybody else wants to leave a rating? We definitely appreciate that. We'll read it on there. And uh, yeah, that's the schedule going forward. So we'll keep you updated on the multi-game schedules. And But without further ado, and in a good spirit of the review, we are going to like... Um, yeah, take an ad break, absolutely. And we're back. You're so funny, Dylan. You're so sorry. Funny. I had to do that. You, you think I'm joking? I'm definitely putting an ad break there. No, no, I know, we, I know. Know. I just, that's 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 terrible. Terrible. Yeah, that's okay. what's terrible. Okay, well, hey, yeah, uh, guys, Clay, Clay Harbor always interrupts me when I'm talking. That's one of the ads. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes you, you guys don't put an ad spot in there, so I'm like, all right, well, uh, 11.52 this time. We'll just pick a number. But, all right, guys, the Thunder played a basketball game today. It was the last game of the NBA in-season tournament. My phone literally just started pinwheeling. Okay, we're back. Um, they lost 106-103 to to the Minnesota Timberwolves in about of the one and two seeds in the Western Conference. A lot happened in this game. Um, we're definitely going to talk about it in the segment we call the single large item. So um, I, I feel like we can get this out of the way as we tend to. Um, the only good thing, really, in this game for the Thunder was, I won't say only good game, but like the main good thing was Shagos Alexander, as he tends to be. I mean, 32 points, four rebounds, four assists, three steals, two blocks. 13 and 22 from the field, hit all six of his free throws, missed his only three-point attempt, which was the potential game-tying shot at the end. I know there was some debate over that shot as well. So, fellas, let's dive into it. What did you think about Shea's performance tonight? Thought it was awesome. I thought he should have taken more shots. I like yeah. it. I, I like the analysis. No, he – so I was having to bounce from like the, the wolves broadcast and ours. Cause mine was just being a complete ass hat for today. Mm -hmm. And the Bally sports. Yeah. It's all Bally, but Oh baby, don't get me started. Yeah. But the, um, the wolves announcers were 
really, 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 really impressed with the difficulty of Shay's shots and how he was just making the most ridiculous shots over and over and over again. Um, yeah, Shay's definitely him. He was the anchor on defense tonight, too, all the way. Bro, that yeah. one shot that I posted on Topic Thunder, that one where he, like, he the literally, like, kind of dove forward <laughs> to start his jump, and then he, like, straightened himself, leveled himself out, and shot the ball in the middle of his jump shot, like, was insane. Yeah, well, the one behind the backboard fading away on the right baseline was just stupid. Mm-hmm. With two defenders in his face. Yeah, I mean, we've seen some crazy finishes from Shea this year. I think, I think he had to take it to another level with this Timberwolves defense, uh, and he was up to the challenge for the most part. Like, I think he definitely had some some struggles here and there, but like very, very minor ones. But like consistently, he was the the driving force of the offense, like he usually is. Um. He, I thought like, so I, I saw like the very beginning of the game and then I had to go do something and then I caught the second half. So I don't really know what happened in like most of the first half, but the part I saw at the very beginning of the game was a lot of, uh, Shay cooking his cousin, which was very funny. Um, <laughs> just like fadeaways, spin away, fade away over Naw, And then like, there was another one that I think was like a, a layup on the baseline, but, um, he was, he was obviously the driving force, particularly at that point, the offense. And then um, again, late in the fourth quarter when their offense was struggling heavily that beginning of the second half. I do also want to note, I put this out on Twitter and I don't think it's going to get too much attention, but um, Troy Brown, that layup that put them up by five um, at basically the end of the game, uh, Carl Anthony Downs was grabbing Shea. Like that was the only reason why he could not get in front of Troy Brown Jr. And they didn't catch it. And uh, I just want to publicly say that for me, this game is now under protest because I think if Shea was not grabbed, he, as a, the great defender he is, would have stepped in front of that. And he misses that shot. Check goes down the floor and makes that three. It's actually a tie game. We don't foul anymore. So completely changes the way the game goes. Doesn't necessarily mean we'd win, but you never know. So... Just want to throw that out there because um, I saw it. I caught you, Carl Anthony Towns, grabbing. Um, and it, it was ended up being a costly missed foul by the refs. So. I, yeah. I, 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 I do want to say that Minnesota is one of the better defenses in this league. And I have not watched the Minnesota game yet. And watching this game, they are – a swarming defense. You know, they have Rudy Gobert back there. Um, and even with all that, um, you know, that, that defense was completely keyed in on SGA. Um, and he still, you know, was very efficient. He still was attacking. But that defense was forming a wall and causing Shea to give it up a lot um, to other teammates who unfortunately were not up to the task today. Yeah, nah, he I think was... it's it's. Or sorry, I was just going to add. It's scarier that you uh, when you realize uh, McDaniel's wasn't even playing today. That's true. Like that's that's very scary. He wasn't playing. Ant got hurt in the third quarter. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, they had a lot of stuff go wrong for them, and they still won the game. But I mean, we had a lot of stuff not go right for us either. So I mean, it's 
So. It's kind of a catch twenty two because I, I mean, I believe that you know guys like Chet Holmgren, Jalen Williams, Isaiah Joe, Lou Dort, like are gonna have better games, you know, in the future against them. Like it's not very often like you have all those guys have off games, but it happened tonight, so um, that that didn't help. But yeah, I mean Shea, Shea was great, man. He was you you could tell like I. I'm sorry, I was transitioning rooms, but I heard Tierney talking. Like you could tell, he took um, kind of the performance that he had in the playing game against Na, um, kind of personally. Maybe they had some discussions about that over the Thanksgiving break um, at, at the family dinner. I don't, They're actually, Canadian. I, I was about so, to say they, they celebrate. Yeah, they don't celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually learned on how I met your mother um, <laughs> a couple weeks ago. So. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that he was definitely taking that a little bit personal and you could tell early on and he was cooking and I just want to make a declaration. I don't even think it's a hot take at this point. Jay Goltz Alexander is the best mid range scorer on the planet, bar none. And debate a wall is all I gotta say. Yep. I, I agree. agree with that. Yeah. yeah, trying to I mean DeRozan is up there, but yeah, I think he's he's better. Yeah, Agreed. so let's get into the actual single large items. So uh, I know Tierney's got to split out early, so I'll let Tierney start first because I know he would love that as well. I mean, I honestly don't know. Like, I was kind of – well, actually, no, I do know, yeah. Uh, he's he's like my go – it's so funny. He's my go-to, and I it's, it kills me every time. But Cason Wallace is uh, one of the bright spots of today where, like, uh, you always you always just – the one thing you can always say about Casey Wallace is he provides valuable minutes. That's like, that's always what he does. It's valuable minutes. It's always a little bit different. A lot of the times it's just him being in like somewhere around the perimeter at the right space. They get it to him. He just knocks down a shot. A lot of other times it's just him distributing. Sometimes he's just like playing really good hustle, like hustling really well, getting rebounds. Um, but every single time he is providing valuable minutes and he did tonight, he, was so close to another perfect game again. Uh, we've been like that close to <laughs> counting uh, the perfect night for Casey. Uh, unfortunately, he did miss his first free throw of the game too, yep. which was shocking. Uh, no longer 100%. No longer 100%, but still one of the deadliest three-point shooting guards and I think probably one of the top, still one of the top players in the league at three-point shooting because he was three for three tonight. So uh, he just continues to have a really high percentage, really high clip um, from downtown. And Casey Wallace is no longer a rookie in my eyes. He is just like a solid, um, solid role player um, and even potentially a legitimate starting uh, guard, depending on how things shape up with this team uh, moving forward. So Casey Wallace um, just, just loved, loved the performance from him tonight. Jerry's just vehemently shaking his head. Yeah, I, I did. Look, that I, is the most not, backhanded way to say. No, we just, say, no, we're not. We're not I, listen, he didn't hey, say I'm just. Lou. I didn't say it. Lou. Yeah, there's, wait. There's a situation. That was backhanded as shit. Oh, no, Jerry. There's there's oh. something like there's multiple oh people right now that it could be. One of them is oh. under investigation. Like, hello. Oh. 
That's not that was not a loose shot. I then was not say, trying to do and just say Joshua next time, okay? No, I, not, I said I said how it shapes out because I don't know. It could be Lou, it could be Josh, it could be well, somebody see, else. There you go. You just <laughs> said no, it. but I'm not saying it was Lou. I'm not I'm saying it could be either one. We don't know. We'll just <laughs> see how it plays out. I and we'll see how it plays out, it, Jerry. And if it was a loose shot, it would have hit the side of the backboard. Oh, oh no. that's a loose shot. Oh. That's a loose shot right there. Get on, get on, Alex Jerry. Oh no! Get on him. Don't come at me. Gosh. Hey, hey, no, no, hey. Love Lou. One, one of five. The past three games is not working, man. Oh my, oh my gosh, he's actually having a nice shot diet. Now we're mad at him. Oh gosh, it not never working. ends. It never ends. We've needed some Lou. Hey, We've needed some Lou scales to fight us. You can have your diet. Just make sure you're making you're making good with it. Yeah. Well, hey, before before transition to Lou, I mean, um, anything else? Anybody else got got to say about Cason? I I thought Cason should have closed. I think he earned closing minutes tonight. Um, yeah, who so, was it? It was was it Wiggins out there? Yeah, see, Wiggins, I, Wiggins did good too. Like, say, I, mean, I was leaning mean, the other way that yeah. Wiggins was definitely the guy because he he's able to switch mm-hmm. a couple of different more you know. He had a pretty decent night too, too but, yeah. and he's stupid smart, and then he shot really well. I mean, yeah, he, he, he played a, a hell of a game. Man. Had a really big offensive rebound for us. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that Wiggins had it, but Kaysen played a hell of a game too. Can't take it uh, from him. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying Kaysen should replace Dort in the starting lineup at this point, but I'm saying tonight on a night where Dort was shooting one of five, he had five fouls. I would have liked to see Kaysen close the game with Isaiah Joe, Aaron Wiggins, Shea, and Shet. Like, you know. Still have defense, and then you got the shooting as well. So, I don't know. Just, j- just my thought. Just my thought. Oh, that that was a slight at Mark Dagnall. We'll talk about that <laughs> here in a little bit. <laughs> Love it. Love it. All right. Uh, let's get to Alex. Alex, what is your similar genre for today? Uh, um. Okay. So, Josh Giddy. I think it's time for this experiment to run its course and for uh, for Josh Giddy to be found on another team. Reason I say that is because what is Josh Giddy good for? What is his strength in this game? Are you, are you are you asking? Asking? I thought it was rhetorical. I thought that was rhetorical. Damn, no, it's not. It's, 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 it's <laughs> okay. a question. It sounded answer. like it. Sounded like it. Like, what is he good for? Like, what is he? Uh, he's what the is flop wizard. Flop wizard. He's a passer. He's he had one assist today. Like, he did not go into this game at all looking to pass. He went into the game to drive into the lane to shoot up the little, you know, the little shot that he shoots well, up in the mid range. Um, in his defense, he, he had. He had Conley on him during that, so that's the reason why he was going at him. And look, it looked it looked great the first quarter. He had eight points the first quarter. He had ten points at the half. Guess how many points he finished with? Ten. I know. Ten points. Wow. Yeah, it's like over. it's yeah, it's it's not it's not working. I, I don't think it's working because when it was just SGA, Giddy. I could see that working. I could see that chemistry starting to build. I could see, you know, your turn, my turn type situation. 
now that we have SGA, anytime somebody says Giddy, the, the word master connector always goes behind that. You know, he's going to be this master connector. He's going to be this glue guy that brings all these superstars, you know, that are out there on the floor together. And he just hasn't been doing that. And I don't know, I don't know what it is. I don't know if literally the outside shot not falling has jacked up his confidence that bad. Um, I, I don't think it's working. And I think it's being a bit of a detriment here over the past, like, week and a half to two weeks. You know, he had that one run in that Golden State game where the fourth quarter looked great. Ever since that, ever since that game, it's been very clunky having him out there, you know, with the starters, having him out there on the floor. Um, and so I, I think watching this game, I was like, what is he doing out there? What is his, what is his purpose? What is, what is he bringing to the game that somebody else on the bench, say Wallace, say Wiggins, say Kenrich, couldn't bring more. I, I just I, and and you add in the controversy that's happening now, and we don't know if that's affecting the team itself. Um, I, I just think it it may be time to move on from Giddy. Yeah, um, I think um, I agree with a lot of that. I do wonder. I think uh, who was it? Um, what's his name? Al Baby Cakes. What's his actual name? Alex Spears. Alex Spears, yeah. Um, I think he said something like this on Twitter. The I think it's very difficult for us, myself included, to um, compartmentalize what's happening right now because I think if this situation with Giddy was not happening, I don't think we would be saying these things. I don't think we would yet be at where we are, even though it is definitely where we're going. It's been kind of where we're going for a while. But I think if it was just you know, everything was fine and dandy, we would be like, okay, he, let's see, continue to see where this goes. Maybe give Kaysen, maybe give um, like Isaiah Joe, Aaron Wiggins, those guys like a little bit more minutes as Josh is trying to figure it out. But we obviously need to like still see where it goes. But I think now with this, this other situation added in, we're sort of ready to like push the eject button and be like, just get out of here, which I totally understand. Again, it's very hard to com compartmentalize this. And especially tonight where like, the Timberwolves were literally booing him every time he had the ball, which was like, like as a fan, you're just sitting there like, this is weird. Like, I don't, I, this is like icky inside. I don't like feeling this. And so that again, you're like, you're kind of like feeling, okay, I want to get rid of this. I want to, let's just, you know, find a trade for him. So I understand that, but I think if it's possible to sort of, to actually compartmentalize this, I do want to. I I do think that there were some points after that Warriors game where I I'd have to look back at the specifics, but I do feel like we've seen flashes of Giddy. We've seen Giddy have those moments where he has been able to to drive and finish at the basket consistently. Um, like even like even I think the other Warriors game after that, I thought there were some flashes in that one. And I, I'd have to, again, look, I'm very bad with memory, so I'd have to look at those specific other games. But there's been other moments, too. So it for me, I'm still not at a point yet. This is, again, this is just an opinion now. But I'm not at the point where, well, actually, you know what? That was all opinion. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, the, <laughs> the, 
where I'm at right now is the with the situation is I am tempted to say yes. Let's just figure out a way to to get rid of our situation with Giddy. But another piece of me is still still saying like as long as this investigation is not concluded yet, I think it's it's a little hasty to just press the eject button even just considering only the basketball performance um, in consideration of all this. That's just where I stand. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm totally still just on the fence about it. Like, I don't know how to feel just yet. Has he been playing what I think all of us kind of were expecting him to? I think that's the case. I mean, especially the way that he ended last year. Um his rookie season, right? Kind of just coming out of nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. I think that this team has definitely changing. Um, and we've noticed it more over the last, was this game 17, 16, 16, 17, 17. So, I mean, 17 games in it, it it's, it's different, right? This isn't what we've been used to the prior two years. Um, and I think that, uh, a guy like him trying to find his way, um, I guess, find his way inside of a new environment because it's a completely different look than what it was before. Uh, Less usage really and truly. He doesn't need the ball as much. Whereas before, I mean, he was touching the ball probably 80% of the time that he was on the floor. Uh, he would touch the ball first. So uh, that's definitely dropping down every single game. And I'd hope that he figured out because he's very skilled. He's very smart. Um, But yeah, I just, I don't know how to feel about it yet because I am trying to compartmentalize it and not allow that to sway me one way or another. It's hard. For sure. And like my thing this is adding to it. This situation is adding to it. I'm looking at the play on the floor. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm looking at what's working, what's not working. And that's, I'm pretty sure that's what, you know, the coaching staff, the, the front office, I'm pretty sure that's what they're looking at too. And it, it just, you know, this is a guy that in the regular season, there are games that we can't play him at the end, at the end of the game. What's it, what's it going to be like in the playoffs? You know, so it's just things that I'm seeing, things that I'm noticing that just it's, it's you know, we want to make it work. We want to. But this guy's coming up for a contract here at the end of this year. You know, yeah. do we really, you know, and, and he's going to demand a max contract because that's what, you know, these first round picks are demanding. You know, these yeah. guys are demanding. And it's not like, not happening, though. That ain't happening. Oh, it, OK, you say that. No yeah, one's going to pay him that much at the end of the day. Like. I, oh, I, I, know I know what you're know. saying, and I think with me where I'm at is I'm giving him like through December at least, right? And if it's still really shaky and we're not starting to see a little improvement, I'm 110% on board with you. Or the other side of it, this situation as we're calling it tonight <laughs> is, um, you know, comes out to be true. Well, that's that's an immediate, right? Like, yeah, gone. You, you got to go, dude. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I agree with you 
You know what I mean? I just don't know if I'm there yet, I guess. Like, fully yet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... On topic. Yeah, I mean... Like I said, last spot. I'm, I'm not talking about him until the investigation is <laughs> over. So, uh, moving on, next thing, large item. Uh, Jerry, it's to you, my friend. Welcome back to the podcast. You guys yeah. do a single large item now. Yeah, so I think my single large item is we only lost by three, and we played like absolute shite mm-hmm. for like two and a half quarters of that game. Um, we played so bad for stretches of the game mm-hmm. and still only lost by three, which um, to me, that's big. Uh, this would have been a 20 point loss last season, you know, or, you know, 10 plus at least type of loss last season. And they kept it together and they were able to at least scare them a little bit, you know, they're at the end of the game, uh, which, you know, on the road in a tough place like that with the booze behind you literally all game long for, 28 minutes is what he played. Um, then I, I counted as a moral victory, I guess, um, to do that and to get out rebounded. I mean, they swatted us around like a bunch of summer flies. Um, it was, there was just no way that we should have even been that close in that game at all. And we somehow were. And that's impressive to me. I gotta say, it feels like Rudy. And Nas specifically get away with a lot of over the back fouls. I've I've been saying this since he was on the Jazz. Like I do, it's just because of how long he is. Like, and Wimby's gonna get some of this too because it's yeah, yeah, it's gonna happen. But they're just so long; it's hard to tell if they're actually truly over the back. Yeah, they get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, most of the time, Um, and it's just because they're so damn big and long. Yeah, Nas gave Case in a piggyback ride late in the third. I'm like, yeah, what the yeah heck? he did. I remember that because I said, "What the, the heck?" I'm like, he's he's smallest guy on the floor, and you're climbing on his back to get the rebound. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Jerry. In, in terms of your like principles, man, like rebounds, turnovers, points in the paint. Like, obviously, we lost the rebound battle, fifty-one to thirty-six. But turnovers, we Doubled won that one, ten to twenty, it, and that's and yeah. points in the paint. We won that on 36-32. Yeah. Well, we didn't win the free throw battle, um, which we should have won that free throw battle all the way. And they hit the threes um, better than us. Yeah, Maybe. they got they, they got three more. Of, yeah, they got three more than us there. Um, That's but, the game right there. Yeah, we played a hell of a game. Regardless, that was that was a fun game to watch, just from basketball entertainment purposes. Not even being a Thunder homer. Yeah, and if we're talking about, like, struggles, like how how we play bad, like, a lot of that kind of goes into, you know, we just shot, like, really bad. Like, aside from Shea, Casey, and Wiggins, everybody else really struggled. And, you know, I, I kind of mentioned a, a few of them. Like, I, I'm going to talk about, you know, somebody specific in my single large item, but, like, just piggybacking on Jerry's. Like, Isaiah Joe shot one of five from three. Like, yeah, he's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. He makes one more three is a tie game. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, Kendrick Williams, 0-2 from three. He's been knocking them down like crazy. Uh, Jalen Williams, 2 of 10 from the field. Yeah. I, I know, like, I mean, obviously he's coming back from that hip strain that he missed three games on. So, I'm giving him a little bit of grace on that. But, I mean, if he's right, then, you know, we're – 
tying the game or winning the game. Like there's there's so many things that went wrong in this game for us offensively. And, you know, same thing with Minnesota. Like, you know, they was missing a lot of people too. Like I don't think either of us took each other's best shot. But, you know, this is – you know, I, I kind of called my shot in the offseason of like this being like the next big NBA rivalry. And I feel pretty good about it. Like you, you could tell like – the intensity is there uh, between these two teams, you know, between the Shea and Na rivalry, between the Shea and Ant rivalry, um, Rudy Gobert. I mean, he's just – he's everybody's rival at this point. Um, I mean, it's – like, you, you can tell there's a animosity whenever we're playing. So, uh, I'm excited to watch this rivalry, you know, kind of bud over the next five – seasons so and i just i just gotta say if rudy gobert tries to raise his hand like that again ever during a game i'm gonna kick the living shit out of his knee if i ever see him in person i was about to say what are you gonna reach on rudy gobert no he's perfect for a nice little you know stiff kick right in the the kneecap i cannot believe he did that um you know he gave him the why i oughta um that's so funny Right oh, such a funny windup. Yeah, he's such a clown, dude. God, I hate that guy. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, my single large item. I'm just gonna talk about Chet. I mean, his return to his hometown. Um. You know, this was gonna be the opening night game last year in his rookie season. Um. So this was his like, you know, first game in his hometown, and he didn't shoot it great. Six of twenty, three of eight from three, one of two from the stripe, but. Counting stat-wise, 16 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, a steal, and 1 block. And, like, by the way, like, NBA, like, get your eyes checked. Like, he had, he had two blocks at halftime, and mm-hmm. he was credited for zero of them. Like, he yeah. should have had three, maybe four blocks in this game. One so, of one of those, be- like, I, yeah, I saw one of them in the first half. Where it, it, was, it was more of Gobert's fault. Like, he just – he lost the ball before he, like, got up with it. And so – it was a block, but it was not not like in his hand when he blocked it. So yeah. I don't know what they count that as. I guess a turnover. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. And then that one where uh well that one where he met Ant at the rim, like he shot it right into his hand. Yeah. Uh, it's like yeah. that's, I don't know what that's, that's definitely process. a block at least. So like, I don't know what yeah. what y'all doing on that. But um no, somebody I I gotta find it on Twitter. Somebody put it perfectly and i'm i'm gonna i gotta find his at so i can give him credit for this because i appreciate his perspective it is at jet life underscore ryan underscore says chet's first bad game this year and we lost by three not too bad yeah yeah that's the perspective we need like you know obviously the other guys struggled but this is the first time that chet's had a bad game in terms of like efficiency uh from the field and you know, I talked about if Isaiah Joe made a three or if Kendrick Williams made a three or if Jalen Williams made a couple shots. Chad's a couple of those shots that we know that, you know, he usually hits. This is a different game as well. Yep. And I know a lot of people are talking about Rudy Gobert. And I, I don't I don't even really feel like Rudy, like, shut Chet down. I feel like the shots Chet missed, Chet just missed. Like, the uh, shot wasn't going in. I, I, I felt like he made him a little bit more indecisive. And yeah, I was gonna say that too. To yeah, like yeah, he, it was it was apparent that Rudy, like his presence, was causing some issues. Yeah, like, there was some. Like hesitancy. he wasn't necessarily, he wasn't yeah. getting like poster blocks or anything, but you could mm-hmm. just tell like 
not just chat, but like J-Dub too, which is part of the reason I think he shot pretty poorly. Um, like they they just felt uncomfortable whenever Gobert was there. So I, I do want to give credit to him and to sort of the team's second half adjustments because like they did they did shut down. They did do a really great defensive scheme. And again, part of that is because the Thunder didn't shoot great mm-hmm. and had some poor choices. But, you know, yeah, I, I to yeah what Jerry said, I think Gobert like, he influenced the game for yeah. sure. Yeah. Hey, he yeah, guys, he won a defensive player of the year. So twice. Yeah. yeah. A while ago, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I still feel like, you know, I mean, Jeremy, you was talking about it. Like, um, whenever Chet played in B and Embiid and Jokic, I'm like, yeah, Embiid and Jokic got theirs, but like they had a hard time, you know, guarding Chet and, you know, maybe at the rim, Chet wasn't as much of a force against Gobert, but I feel like, you know, specifically in the first half and in the first quarter, like, Rudy was having a hard time staying in front of Chet. Like, Chet was, you know, giving that little head fake and giving that first step and getting right by him on a blow by. He was knocking down threes um, with him closing out on him. Like, you know, once once Chet, I, like, I, I feel like he's figured it out. I feel like, you know, he – knows how to get his shot, you know, over pretty much anybody. He's just got to, you know, he's got to bulk up like when Ellie does. And I think, you know, he knows he does. And I know he's already put in a lot of work, but, you know, there's more work to be done. And if, if he can, if he can add 10 more pounds, 15 more pounds of muscle, look out. That's all I got to say. Because that man is going to be different. Or he should just gain like 55, 60 pounds of fat and be Jokic. Um that, that would be cool too. I'd like that. Either one. Hey, it's, it's like Dolan said, just uh, go on PEDs, eat the 25 game suspension, and then dominate the league. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Undefeated I mean, strap. Yeah, I mean, I'd be remiss to say, um, Chad did dunk on Rudy Gobert, put him on a poster. Yeah. Um, we, we posted that we, on our podcast that, Twitter. Yeah, and, I was going to say that. That has not been been received very well by uh, Minnesota fans. Hey, listen, stats aside, win or lose, I don't care. Poster's a poster. That we is post the highlights, brothers. Yeah, That's what we do. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, nah, it'll it'll be fun to see this uh, matchup for years to come. Um, so the last thing I want to talk about this game, and we've kind of alluded to it all over the podcast, is Mark Dagnall and specifically his rotations and his choices late in games. Um, Jerry, I'll go back to you, man. What? How did you feel about uh, Dignall's lineup choices, I guess specifically in the fourth quarter? Because I think a lot of people's hang-up with him is the minutes without Shea and Chet. Um, like specifically at the beginning of the fourth quarter, I think it was redacted. Jalen Williams, uh, Aaron Wiggins. I think Case Wallace was out there and Kenrich Williams. And, you know, obviously it's a little bit smaller of a team. Jalen Williams not filling up to snuff, lacking an offensive engine. So, like, how do you feel about his rotations? you think he waited too long to bring the guys in? No, because there's going to be points in the year, and especially during a playoff run, where as a team you're going to be put in some of those situations. You know, it's going to be forced at that point, right? Um, I think that those guys kept the game close. I mean, the game never got out of what five points, um, that whole fourth quarter, if I'm remembering right. Um, maybe six points was the biggest lead at one time, uh, during the fourth. 
So um, I think that they, that sure, like you could question it all the time, but you question any lineup change that way in hindsight. Like if we won, we that wouldn't be right. talked about, right? Um, and again, we played a really bad game from our starting five, you know, from that perspective and still only lost by three with those minutes that are up for debate tonight. Um, yeah, I just, it's quit freaking out, dude. Like, that's all I can really say is just quit freaking out. Um, Mark, (laughs) Mark has shown over and over again that he's a top tier coach. He's doing all these things for a reason. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, he gets paid to understand his chaos and we don't. So, uh, I trust him over what any of us couch coaches have to say. I think I agree with that. The only, the only thing I will add that's a little bit different is there as much as you know, I'm not, I don't know the whole, like how to deal with rotation stuff. And if you put something in front of me and you're like, it's supposed to be this, but he did this. I might be like, okay, sure. Maybe that was what he's supposed to do. But the end of the day, like the only there have been two times where I can definitively say like watching the game and what happened. I'm like, that was a weird thing. That was a weird thing that happened. Um, And they're both recent. The first one was tonight. The last play we mentioned already where Shea just like heaves up the ball. That was one of those parts where I was like, okay, why it's a three point game. It's four and a half seconds left. That's plenty of time to do something. And all you really do is like, just heave it up, which felt very like, uh, kind of Billy Donovan esque. Uh, so I was a little bit like, eh, about that. The other one that was like, and I, we talked about this in our group message. Uh, I guess, I think it was last game was, um, like Bertons in that, uh, game against the line the who was that what team was that last game oh the sixers the sixers thank you um the the when bertons was like missing his shots and then he was kind of in the game too long and i was like okay well he he finally subbed him out but then he like subbed him back in Mm -hmm. the fourth quarter and I was just like, that doesn't like, I don't understand the justification fully for that. I saw some people arguing about like spreading the floor and, you know, getting shade access to the basket. But like, I don't know, that to me is just like, why, what, what were you, I don't, I, I don't know. So those were the only two instances specifically that I can think of where it was like, I don't agree with that. But yeah. again, back to what Jerry was saying, like we could sit here and nitpick all the time and do whatever as couch coaches but you know that's that's not really here or there i see i saw the last play talked about too and i just want to address that real fast um i don't know if everybody else was paying attention at who was guarding the inbound pass and directionally which way we could actually pass that ball to get a good shot um but isaiah coming off of a flare screen having to move you know right to left or sorry yeah, right to left, uh, probably fading away a little bit, is not as good as a shot as Shea, who's proven that he's clutch. I don't know how many times by now. Um, so to me, that was absolutely an okay shot. Uh, did he miss it like hell? Yeah, he did. Um, but that was still an okay shot. Whenever you look at 
yeah the whole picture but, and not just look at oh well Isaiah Joe was kind of open well he was going to fall right into a trap and he's going to have to put up a very tough shot to even get it off. Um, and I'm sorry, Isaiah sometimes has that. And sometimes he doesn't. Shea has that clutch gene already built into him. So yeah. I, I see people talking about that too. So I just wanted to give a different spin to it in my two cents. So I'm sorry, Dylan. Yeah, no, my you're fine. So I was going to say my qualm wasn't that it was Shea versus Isaiah. It was just that, it was the shot that Shea took like the, it was very like heaved up there. It wasn't like a yeah. clean look. That was, yeah, that you weren't going to get one. Yeah. That was probably your best look. And that's bad to say, but it probably was. You got yeah, Bear guarding the inbounds play. And mm-hmm. I mean, what are you supposed to do against that? You're you, you shrink that passing lane up by probably a hundred percent compared to 90% of the guys in the league, you know, as far as length and size go, um, you, you can only get that ball in a couple of small spots. And I think that that was probably the best spot and the only spot that we were going to get that shot off on. Yeah. Yeah. I saw some people complaining that Shay didn't kick it to Chet because quote Chet was open and I went back and watched it and Chet was not open. I mean, Knopf was right there. Yeah. Um, could have even stole it if they tried to flip it to Chet, but you know, I, I do understand if they got it to Chet, I mean, Chet's seven foot and he's proven that he can knock down these three pointers in the clutch just did like 20 seconds before that. Sure. Um, so, you know, the idea that he could have shot over and off. Absolutely. Um, I also kind of see what Tierney's saying. Like I, I have no issue with, um, with Shay taking that shot at all. Um, I would have liked to see him um, just like dribble, like advance toward the three point line. Um, yeah. Just like know, maybe just a little try screen. to make a move to like create space. I mean, he's great at creating space. Um, yeah. Yeah, I also get what Jerry's saying because, you know, they've been swarming us all night and, you know, go all out for one final possession on Shea. And that might have been the cleanest look that you got. And so I, I see that side as well. I mean, I, I don't, th- the point is, like, I didn't see anything egregious. Like, I kind of agree with what you guys are saying with the rotations and this. Um, I didn't see anything egregious with that. Um, you know, I just think that. It, it just wasn't our night. You know, it wasn't our night with uh, with the effort. It wasn't our night with, you know, the ball going in. And it wasn't our night for that shot to fall. So, I, you know, chalk it up to, you know, we played the best team in the Western Conference, one of the best teams in the NBA, uh, one that matches up with us terribly. The majority of our team played horribly, and we lost by three points. So, yep. again, just like the Sixers game, walk away encouraged. Yep. It's time to go kill the Lakers. That's what I say. Yeah, so we play the Lakers and the Mavericks in our next two games. Um, it is – well, I just lost my stupid thing. All right, so it is at OKC for the Lakers game and then at Dallas for the Mavericks game. just going to go ahead and give our predictions on these two games before we close out this podcast. Um, Jerry, I went to you first. I'm going to Tyranny now. <laughs> Wow, what a move. Yeah. Uh, I know, that was a misdirection. I think we killed the Lakers. The Lakers don't look good. Um, 
it was like I think it was LeBron's worst loss of his career the other day, which is saying something. Yeah. Um, so they're not good right now. I think we can beat them pretty handily at home. We're all healthy. It's a bounce back night. Uh, Dallas. I don't know. It could go either way. I mean, they're they're. I don't know if they're still on their sh- incredible shooting performance, but they started the season lights out. Um, so with a team like that, you don't know. You know, it could if they're hot, they're hot. Those are it's kind of whatever happens in that situation. But I think we can win that. So um, I'm going to go an optimistic two and zero. Okay, I like it. Getting back on track. Uh, I'm I'm actually going to skip over you, Jerry, and go to That's me. Fine. Yeah. I'm also it's just the ultimate tease, dude. Yeah. yeah, I'm also gonna say two and zero. Uh, I, I believe that this team will bounce back. I think that you know another what what's that? Uh, they play on Thursday, so another couple of days rest mm-hmm. for Jalen Williams to you know kind of get that hit back in shape. You know, hope we'll definitely need him. He showed out uh, the last time we played the Lakers. Um, you know, after the All Star game, Shea was asked about LeBron blocking him, and Shea was like, you know. All game, no defense. I check in. They want to try to block me. That's cool. I got something for him next time I see him. LeBron ducked out on that next Lakers game. So this is the next time that Shea sees LeBron. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. I'm excited to see him that game. Uh, then, of course, you know, Thunder Mavericks. Uh, Shea versus Luka is always a treat. Um, this is a game that Lou Dort will shine. Lou Dort guards Luka probably better than anybody else in the league. So I look forward to seeing that matchup as well. So, Two and zero for me as well, Jerry. Going to you, sir. Oh man, that's gonna be crazy. Oh, actually, Moles is jumping on the pod. Moles is. I'm just kidding. Good. No, this is gonna be crazy. But I think we go zero and two. No. Whoa! It don't. Whoa, Jerry. So what I am think I right now. I know. No, I just have a hunch that until this little cloud that's hanging over the team goes away, you know, mm. one way or another. Um, which I would hope it would be done sometime late this week. But until that happens and every team kind of goes through a skid, you know, during the season, um, even the good teams do. And um, I have a feeling that we're about to hit our little skid. So, um, the Lakers, I disagree. I think they're going to be coming out trying to kill us, uh, just because they did just get worked over, uh, on national TV. Uh, um, be killed in that game, baby. Yeah. And, um, I think the Mavericks just they match up with us hella crazy. Um, and we're either going to win that game or we're going to lose very, very badly. So, I'm, I'm hoping I'm wrong, though. Let me just say that. I'm hoping I'm, I'm wrong, but I just feel like the vibes ain't right right now. If you were to say everyone on the podcast predicted 2-0 and except for one, the last person <laughs> you would ever guess is Jerry. Yeah. That's that's all I got to say. That was crazy. Yeah. Sorry. Wild. I'm, I'm just, right now, I'm just being a big realist in life. Um, and I guess that's I understand. The, yeah, that's the product of it. Um, yeah. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope we, we go to and I just I don't think it's happening. Hey, you make some good points. I, I can't lie to you there. Um, do you guys remember, did we? Like, I feel like we swept the maps last year. Am I wrong in that? 
Uh, I have no idea. I'd have to look. We I'm may have, but it's they were all really good games, if I'm remembering right. So Dallas Mavericks. Now nah, we 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 won two to one. Yeah, so yeah. We, we played them three times. So yeah. so I don't know. We shall see. Absolutely, It'll be a good game. It'll be a good time. Shay versus Luca, man. Like you got to sign up for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. for shizzle. All right, boys. Well, that is going to put a conclusion on this podcast. Um, thank everybody for listening. Uh, thank, thank uh, Ty Dollar Sign. Uh, what was it? Kuzi? Kubi. Thanks for Kumi. Yeah, yeah. Kumi. Thank you. Kubi. Star review. Kubi. God. Oh, wow. I'm about to get a one star review on that now. Yeah. Uh, gosh. Thanks for fucking up, Dylan. Hey, that's what I'm best at, man. Um, <laughs> But yeah, thank you guys for listening. I mean, you know, hopefully the Thunder bounce back next time. We will be back on recording on Thursday night after the Lakers game. Um, that will be in your podcast feed on Friday morning. Uh, don't forget, if you have not yet, buy a ticket to our fan event. It is in the pinned tweet on our Twitter at OKC Top of Thunder. Give us a follow while you're over there. Tyranny's doing great work over there. We're trying to be more active, so... Uh, would definitely appreciate if you did that. And yeah, that is all we have to talk about today. So I hope everybody has a great night. God bless. Hoop when you can. And as always, thunder up. Thunder up. Thunder up. I think Junior's going to do it for a second. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.